This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. We are happy to be the brand new flavor in your ear each and every morning on ESPN Radio. <laughs> well done. Good work, Evan. Well done, Ev. It doesn't ESPN app. absolve you from what you did with Emmett Smith earlier. No, it doesn't. At Unsports yeah. ESPN in the Dodgers. <laughs> or your Bill Belichick take. By the way, there are people supporting me on my Emmett Smith moment, just just so people are aware. Oh, your wife called in? Right? No, she didn't actually. She (laughs) didn't say anything. As a matter of fact, I texted it to her. I'm like, did you see what happened? No response. So maybe she's not supporting me. Um, So Emmett Smith was great with us. Uh, You can go back on the ESPN app and listen to our podcast as he was phenomenal with us. And as he was walking out... I went to give him a handshake, and he went to give the fist bump, and it was a weird exchange. And there's a lot of people tweeting at me at Evco Radio, EVCO Radio, in the uh, Dr. Pepper inbox that I did the more professional thing. I went for a handshake, and I was trying to be a true professional. But it's Emmett Smith. You should have stood up. Exactly. That would be you could have avoided taking all professionalism to another level. You were already standing, though, because we did take a group shot just moments before that happened. <laughs> oh my God. So I don't understand why you stood up. Took a picture, then sat back down to shake the man's hand. That made no sense. Like, like, I, I, I don't get it. I, I, I mean, in your mind, how did you see that going? Let me sit. <laughs> let me sit down so I look more professional now that he's on his way out of the studio after I got up and totally fanboyed out and took a picture with him. That's such an awful shot of me too. As you oh, can see on the television side, if you're joining us via that medium, they just had a an up close photo of Evan's face after the botch interaction, and it just said pain next to it. Yeah, that was rough. That Not was great. rough. Not great. I'm feeling secondhand embarrassment on behalf of the show. Oh, and then we did this. And then I did the Arthur it. Smith on the sidelines. It's been quite the day for you, Evan. <laughs> that is a, a lot of chins I have on that shot. Man, oh, man. All right. Anyway, um, so there were a lot of reports over this weekend that uh, Kirk Cousins is staying. That yeah. Kirk Cousins is not going to waive his na- no-trade clause on the final year of his deal. Minnesota wins yesterday. They beat the Chicago Bears. Uh, Justin Fields gets hurt in this game for the Bears. The Vikings win 19-13. Cousins was 21 of 31, 181, and a touchdown. But, CeCe, we need you to translate something here. What's up? When we hear the reports that Kirk Cousins is not going to waive his no-trade clause, does that just mean an offer hasn't come his way that he That's likes all it yet? means. That's all it means because it says barring anything unforeseen or changing circumstances. Anytime you see language like that in a definitive statement, it lets you know that it's not definitive at all, right, right. Smalls? Like there's this an exception is a flu- somewhere. This is a fluid situation. Yeah. As Stephen A. always says, this is fluid, okay? <laughs> this is fluid. This is subject to change. And we know Kirk Cousins is all about his money. If there's a team out there that's going to give him his fully guaranteed bag at the kind of money that he's looking for on the AAV of a deal, then he's absolutely going to waive his no-trade clause. The question is, is there a team out there desperate enough to upgrade the quarterback position, willing to make that big of a swing, pay Kirk his money, plus give up the draft picks that it would take to get it from Minnesota? I don't know that it exists. The Atlanta Falcons should be on the phone right now. That should be the team, but I digress. But I, I think that's... Are there others? I think that's the... Well, here's the thing, F. I think that's what the statement is saying. Because there aren't teams out here, let me control the narrative. Let me go ahead and let folks know this is where I'm at. I want to stay in Minnesota because my family is comfortable and finish out the season. I don't want to move mid-year. 
What, what he's really trying to get ahead of is nobody giving him the kind of offer or giving Minnesota the kind of offer that's going to change the status quo in terms of who's under center for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. But it's a double whammy, though. So it's a team like Atlanta. I've thrown out Tennessee. I do wonder if Tennessee is maybe too far gone now to even try to make this move yeah. without well Jacksonville's playing. Houston's been excellent. C.J. Stroud leading them to another victory yesterday. Now, Indy obviously is in a different circumstance. Gardner Minshew did not have a great performance. Anthony Richardson could be out for the season. I know there's a team that you really want to throw out there so go ahead and throw it out there. no I don't think it makes sense for the Pats I don't think they can come back from this in terms of the postseason and, and is, that, is that is that the only team that you're thinking is there uh, another team you think I'm just asking you a question oh no Tennessee was the team I thought it's just I don't know that they can come back from this right now I mean he's clearly better than what they have do you I, think, I think that's obvious let's go back to the Patriots for a second do you think if you were to bring Kirk Cousins that it could maybe infuse the Patriots with a bit of life I think if you could bring in me over Mac Jones, it would fuse them with life. I mean, look at my uh, you know hand-eye coordination that I have at that quarterback position today. But I no, I I think that you have to look at this because based on what CC just said in the translation of the reports, it's there's not a place I want to go to that's willing to guarantee me enough years. If you're New England, if you're Tennessee, are you willing to guarantee multiple years versus just taking your shot in the draft? Now, is he a bridge quarterback? Sure. Do I guarantee him this year and next year? Do I give him a one-year extension? Yeah, but I don't think he would take a one-year extension. No. He's got to get at least two or three because yeah. there is going to be a team that will give him a two- or three-year deal. I mean, yeah. there's, there's, he's still good enough for no that. No doubt, no doubt. Atlanta is probably the team now because they're middle of the draft, good enough now, could still win the division. That's and they the have team. a coach on a hot seat. Yeah, and and they probably have guys that you can give up – like. None of us think Desmond Ritter is that good, but he's fine for the rest of the season for Minnesota if they're going to have if, they, if that's going to be part of the deal. Yeah, right. So that's the one that makes the sense, I think, because if you put Kirk Cousins on that team, CC, and you have Bijan Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, all of a sudden you're looking at that like, okay, like, they may make some noise here. Yeah, I would look at them as a contender in the in the NFC South. I'm not sold on Tampa, and we saw yesterday we have good reason not to be sold on Tampa based on how Baker Mayfield and that offense spit the bit. But in looking at that game yesterday between the Bears and the Vikings, and that was a god-awful football game to watch, Kirk Cousins ain't the only quarterback that should have been talked about in trades leading into this past Sunday. I said it two weeks ago mm-hmm. after Justin Fields had a great game against the Washington Commanders in a huge Thursday night football win. Uh, the Chicago Bears should have been fielding calls, no pun intended, to trade Justin Fields because his value would never be higher to the franchise. And, Ev, what was one of the reasons why I said they should do it sooner rather than later? I was worried that Justin Fields could get hurt. And now that that concern has materialized to Justin Fields dealing with a thumb injury. And the reports out there by Adam Schefter and Jay Glazer and others is that there is a dislocation of his thumb. Mm -hmm. Even though there are no broken bones, the x-rays were negative, they've got to do an MRI because they're worried about the ligaments in the thumb. How long does that take? If you're, if, you're, if you're a quarterback <laughs> or if you're a defensive lineman. No, if you're a quarterback. If you're a obviously. defensive lineman, it doesn't matter. You, right. you know, you know, you For know, him, not you. Know, yeah, yeah. But if you're a quarterback, it's going to take some time. Think about it. It's, it's every, you, everything is done with your hands as a quarterback. Like taking the snap as a quarterback, being under center, being in the shotgun, falling catch, to the ground catching the ball, falling to the ground, all of those. Exactly. Everything. You're relying on your hands for everything. And so Justin Fields, and let's also keep clear this one thing. It wasn't like he was playing great against Minnesota yesterday either. Justin Fields was struggling. I mean, think about this. DJ Moore came into that game 
with the prior two games had a combined 16 catches for 361 yards and four touchdowns. Justin Fields only targeted DJ Moore once, and Justin Fields was knocked out of the game in the third quarter. What what, what the hell is going on? Like, what the hell was happening with your offense? What were you looking at if you're Justin Fields as to why you wouldn't throw the ball to number two? I don't care if he's double or triple covered. You throw it up to that guy because good things happen when you do. But I digress. My point is they were better off moving off of Justin Fields sooner rather than later because Justin Fields wasn't going to be the future for this team anyway. He just wasn't. So walk. So let's. how many games do we want to assume here or potentially assume? Three, four? I mean, how long is this? That's the thing, Ev. You, you just don't there's know. A, no, there's a reason I'm asking. No, so but, like, but, but my, my point is this. You don't know how long it is before he's back and able to play. Okay, okay. so let's, so let's assume know. something. Okay. The number of games he's going to be playing this year is then going to be lowered, obviously. It's not going to now be 17. No. When you look at his team's win-loss, and I'm not putting this all on him, but when you look at his team's win-loss with him in the lineup, it is going to be horrific by the end of the season. Yes. Absolutely horrific mm-hmm. when you talk the totality of it. The Carolina Panthers are awful this year. Mm-hmm. The Carolina Panthers pick this year goes right to the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears pick is kept by the Chicago Bears. Right now, the Chicago Bears have the first and second pick in the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Huh. When you don't win games like they don't, there is literally no excuse to not roll the dice and take a quarterback. The quarterbacks we're seeing this year in Caleb Williams and Drake May are so good. And Michael Penix Jr. And Michael Penix Jr. So wherever you want to go, they are going to take one of those two. Justin Fields, unfortunately for him, his days are numbered as a starting quarterback with the Chicago Bears, at least a full-time starter. Maybe he starts next year and becomes the bridge guy. I don't know. Here's where CC looks good on this, amongst other reasons. But here's where you look good on this. Now... With a broken thumb or whatever, or a banged up thumb. Whatever it is. Whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Who's trading for him? Nobody. Like, because for Nobody. me, I'd, Nobody's rather have him, for him. I'd rather have him the Mac, but not a hurt version of Nobody, him. Nobody's going to trade for him. Right. And here's the other thing. We didn't see him stay healthy in each of his first two years. Yeah. And I said that that was a concern. And that's going to be something that other teams think about if they're looking at Justin Fields as a potential option for them moving forward. Now with this latest injury, that just adds more fodder to the critics for Justin Fields and saying this is why he's not a franchise guy. This is why he's not worth a premium pick if you are considering trading for him because the guy can't stay healthy. So on top of the questions on whether or not he can play the position at a high level, there's the question of can this guy actually stay healthy through a 17-game regular season? If you're the Bears, you could have circumvented all of that by trying to move on from him sooner rather than later. There's somebody that's willing to give him the benefit of the doubt based on the first two years. You can say, oh, well, his rookie year, he wasn't the starter week one, so him not playing all the games makes sense. Oh, last year might have been an outlier injury. Okay, those things are fine. You can't explain away why he hasn't played a full season and he's been in the league three years. And so that's the risk that the Bears have run, and that's the position that they find themselves in now with Justin Fields. Now, I don't know if he's going to miss time or not. We don't know, okay? So we're just speculating hypotheticals. But if you can't grip the football, it's probably going to be hard for you to play quarterback. And that was the situation yesterday. So I'm anticipating him missing some time. If that ends up being the case, then the Chicago Bears missed an opportunity to flip Justin Fields at the height of his value while they could have. Now – Everybody's going to know going into the offseason you're taking a quarterback. His value is not going to be what it once was two weeks ago. Yeah, I don't know where he would go. I'm, I'm looking around. I'm trying to think, okay, what team would make some sense for Justin Fields? New England would be a team that I would rather have him than Matt Jones, but I can't have a banged-up version of him. Yeah. 
and I, I, I just can't. Now, his fifth-year option is going to have to be declined. No, no doubt. Th- there's no way they're going to pick that up. Now, next year at $6 million, okay, like some team will take a shot on him For sure. to see if they can find value. And it's not like he's been the worst quarterback we've ever seen. But now we don't know what the rest of his season looks like. The Jay Glazer report from yesterday from Fox did not look good relative to the immediate future. And now they're in a little bit of a pickle amongst a team that has been horrific that is probably going to have the top two picks in the draft. Yeah, but you can't keep Justin Fields in the building if you're going to draft a quarterback with one of the first two picks. Like, Justin Fields is not going – like, he still views himself – as a guy that's ascending as a franchise quarterback, there's no way that those two can coexist in the same quarterback room. You need room. a clean slate. You got to have a clean slate. You got to go with somebody that's a career backup, somebody that can be your bridge option. Hell, even if you want to go with Tyson Bajan, or if you want to let that person be the number one starter going into the season until who you draft is ready, that's all well and good. There's no world that exists in which Justin Fields can be your week one starter in 2024 and you draft a quarterback with the first or second pick in the draft this coming spring. There's no way that happens, and that's why the Chicago Bears were better served moving on from Fields sooner rather than later. Coming up, one NFL great thinks there's a chance that Bill Belichick's focus has turned from team to me. We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Yeah, not pretty yesterday for the New England Patriots. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPNU. Teddy Bruschi, ESPN NFL analyst, was on Sunday NFL Countdown. This is before the Pats lost to the Raiders yesterday in Vegas, and he had this to say about Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I just think it's different there now, okay? What I was known as a player was we were, we were coached to win meaningful games. Meaningful meaning division championships, playoffs, world championships, Super Bowls. The meaningful game now is not for the team, it seems. The meaningful wins, it seems like it's for Bill. Mm. Now, why is it for Bill? Is because the whole Shula thing is really just muddying everything. Do we wait and see if Bill can get Shula? Because is it all about getting to 348 and Bill's at 330 right now? But I just never knew it to be meaningful for an individual record there. And now it's overshadowing that team. So, guys, like... There are a million problems with the Patriots right now. Nobody would deny that. The focus on Shula's record, I don't know. As a fan and a media member, I, I don't think it's one of them. 
Really? I don't, as to why they're performing poorly this year, I don't think that. Has I don't know to if do it's a, it. a major contributing factor into what we're seeing on the field, but when I think about reasons why the Patriots would be hanging on to Bill Belichick, it's because of the record. It's because of the respect that they have for him and everything he accomplished in Foxborough. But the record is the only carrot that's dangling out there. Teddy Bruschi talked about when he was there, they played in meaningful games. He's meaning playoff games and Super Bowls. That's mm-hmm. gone out the window. So what are the what's the meaning behind these games other than you're a professional athlete and you're paid to win? We're all focused on Bill Belichick as he has a finite amount of time left as a head coach in the NFL. Can he get to or break Shula's record? Yeah, I think that's why the organization is staying with Belichick, but I don't think that's the reason why this team in particular is struggling from week to week. I just think that they're they're a team that has you know, lost confidence in their head coach providing a path for victory for them each and every Sunday. And and that's what it looks like because they have 10 penalties yesterday and 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 you're talking about them having two turnovers if you include the safety. Like we, we don't usually see Bill Belichick's teams not be buttoned up in that way where they avoid the self-inflicting wounds. And, and, and the fact that this team was in that situation yesterday and that Mac Jones takes that safety in that circumstance is just unacceptable. That's a part of coaching. And so, again, I don't think that this, this group has a lot of confidence that, that Belichick is going to be able to give them an opportunity to win. This locker room has lost trust in the head coach. They lost confidence in the head coach. The head coach has lost the ear of the players that he's trying to get to go out there and execute. When that happens, it's a telltale sign that it's time to move on and find a new head coach. That's where we're at with Bill Belichick. I'm not sure all of the different things that led to us being at this point, but we're here now. We have to accept it. He's lost his touch as a head coach. Doesn't mean he's forgotten how to coach football. It just means that he's forgotten how to galvanize and inspire the guys that he put together on this particular team. So, honest question. Am I allowed to bring up all of the injuries that they've had this year? Like, I'm, uh, seriously, am I allowed to bring up no. they're, they're without the four, top <laughs> no. four corners, no, their best I, defensive I, player, Matt no, Judon, no. their three-fifths of their offensive line? No, because unless, it, it, unless it's the quarterback, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, Unless okay. it's the quarterback, it doesn't matter. That's fine. I, I, yeah. I just wanted to it's point out. It's not the quarterback. Yeah. If I, I don't wish he was hurt, but I wish there was a better option. God. I wish there was a better option. Matt yeah. Jones is not a good option for them right now. No. And there was, and there was all kinds of hype And this is the guy that Belichick used, Bill Belichick used the 15th overall pick on this guy three years Which ago. Which everyone, maybe you didn't. I shouldn't say it, you did. But I know I did and many other people praised them for sitting there and waiting for Mac to fall to them. And I think that we all believe that if Kyle Shanahan with the San Francisco 49ers had a terrible loss yesterday, even though I think it will help them and motivate them, if Kyle Shanahan had his say, I think he would have taken Mac Jones at three overall and not Trey Lance. Well, well, that's a hypothetical we'll never be able to prove. But my point about Mac Jones is that he's gotten worse every year he's played. Yeah. Like his first year was his best year, and then he's regressed from there. And well, a he lot had of people- Josh McDaniels, and that, this is the thing. We can't now blame Patricia on all of this. Right, everybody's like, "Oh, Matt Patricia, that really no, screwed I'm not, him up." No, I'm not going to say. No, I know you're yeah. not, but he's not. He has a proven, very good offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien, and he's still making tons of mistakes. But there could be residue from the dual coordinator situation last year. We don't know how much that's factoring into the regression that we're seeing from Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. But you bring up the injuries, which I think is an interesting point here, because yes, of course, if you are sustaining injuries, especially to the unit that's supposed to carry you through in the defense for the Patriots, it's going to be a problem. Even if they were fully healthy, Ev. How many more wins would you expect them to have? Even if the defense was at 100% capacity, 
What's what's the war difference there? I, I think they would have won. a baseball I, term. I think they would have won yesterday. Okay, so I think maybe one to two more wins. We're still talking about a team that's not going to be in the playoffs. A team that's going to have a losing record. A team that's going to have a losing record. It's yeah. just, it just looks like a better version of what we've seen now. But the problem But maybe is, you're better off, Ev, with it looking as bad as it is. Yeah. Maybe it's better off that this thing is one and sixteen or two and fifteen or three and four. Maybe you're better off coming to that realization. Because this team is closer to a rebuild than they are competing for a division title. 100%. Look at the AFC East. You're not close to any of those teams. No, no. You're not close to the Jets, even though you beat them a few weeks ago. It's a different team. It's no, they a didn't different beat quarterback. This version of the Jets. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're not yeah. beating this version of the Jets. Yeah. You're not beating the Miami Dolphins. You're not beating the Buffalo Bills. You're not close. So this is going to push Robert Kraft closer to what he needs to do anyway, which is pushing a rebuild and doing a hard reset on his franchise. And to me, that includes moving on from the head coach. Now, I get it. Because of what Belichick has done over the last 23, 24 years, you want to present a united front, a mutual parting of ways, or even leaving it up to Bill to resign, even though it's an organizational decision, because you do want to have that degree of respect. And as you mentioned before, Michelle, decorum. Mm -hmm. But, But this is not a Belichick decision. Belichick is done as your head coach. He can't pull out of this nosedive that this team has been in. Three of the last four years, they've been out of the playoffs, if you're including this year. It would be three of the last four years, they would have a losing record, if you're including what they're doing this year. That ain't good enough based on the standard that was established in part by Belichick over the last two decades. No, and if you're doing a hard reset, why wouldn't that include a new head coach? If you're going to go out and get a new quarterback, wouldn't you want a completely new regime in place? Me, no, but I understand why you're saying that, right? But what has happened here today is the same thing that happened a couple of weeks ago that was a hard pill for you to swallow, CC. that is a hard pill for me to swallow. I gave you that same response you just gave me about the Giants where I said to you, hey, this is a good thing, and you're like, oh, God, I don't want to think that way. I feel that way about the – of course this is a good thing because, yeah, with the, without the injuries, they're 7-10, and 10, and they don't have a chance at one of these great quarterbacks coming out. You really and think they'll be 7-10? and 10? Well, may, okay, closer. <laughs> right? Okay, six, I'm not going to let that slide. 6-11, <laughs> whatever you want to say. Yeah. And by the way, this is a good year to be bad. No doubt. These quarterbacks yeah, seem like they're going to be bad. really good in the NFL, and there's a lot of them. I know it doesn't always work out that way, but there's enough of these guys. It's a lot of guys. Right. I'm just sitting there running through the Go list. Ahead. I mean, it's Caleb Williams. It's Drake May. It's Michael Penix Jr. It's Shador J.J. Sanders. McCarthy. Quinn Ewers. Shador Sanders. I mean, there's a lot of guys. I mean, if you want to count options. the kid down in Florida State, Jordan Travis. Like, there's a lot of guys mm-hmm. at the quarterback spots. A lot of guys with first-round grades on them. Like you said, this is a good year to be really, really, really bad. It's a good year. It's wonderful. Coming up, can the Cowboys get back on track? We'll get to that next on Sportsman like ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Time now for a little Monday Night Preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We will get into the Cowboys and the Chargers just a second here, but a little sports center note presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com for more information. Marlins and their GM Kim Ng part ways Mm. they had an option for next year mutual option she declined it i assume she's now a free agent as a general manager and i assume she should be sought after because she did a heck of a job with the marlins and um i wonder what team's coming after her yeah that was a curious note to come across our twitter feeds just minutes ago because kim ing quite literally picked Skip Schumacher to be the manager of the Marlins, and in his first year, they went to the playoffs. She's got her fingerprints all over this team that seems primed to continue to build on what they did this season and this postseason. So for her to leave, I can only deduce, guys, that she may have a better offer on the table. Can, can she come back to the Bronx and put her <laughs> fingerprints back on the Yankees? So can, here's can, my can, question can, to she your do question. That? Can, <laughs> can, sure. can we get her to do that, Small? I'm sure they've got the money. Can, can, can we do that? Can we do that? Cece, here's the question. Oh, the Red Sox. It, she's too big time to take a number two role to Cashman, right? Well, uh, who says it has to be a number two role? Oh, well, then you're just flipping the script. No, I mean, we don't have to fire Brian Cashman. We can move Brian Cashman around to another How role does analyst within, sound? within the organization. We can give him the, the president. Michael K., Paul uh, O'Neill, uh, Brian Cashman. Brian Cashman. And listen, there's a lot of job titles within the Yankees organization. Yeah. I'm sure we can find a nice, cushy place for him to land if it means us being able to get Kim Ying. And he's been in that post for quite some time. And after what you saw in New York this uh, past season, the disappointment that it was for your Yankees, I would not be surprised if they were looking to bring in some fresh blood. Yeah, la- she was la- with la- them la- forever. Yeah. Last time we've been in the World Series was 2009. So wow. It's been a long time. What wow. is that, 14 years running? Yeah. Not great. Not great. Well, tonight. Not great. <laughs> on ESPN, of course, we do have Monday Night Football, the Cowboys and the Chargers. And Emmett Smith um, was with us earlier today. Very, very great moment that he and I had. A nice handshake. <laughs> We're very close. Uh, you can check at Unsports ESPN where he went in for the fist bump and I went in for the handshake. Um, but Emmett Smith talked about the pressure on both Dak and McCarthy coming up. I think it's on both. I mm-hmm. think yeah, it's on both. I mean, obviously the head coach – has to bring, uh, I mean, Jerry and, and, and staff who, who's, who's uh, drafting these players and so forth, and I say we have quality players, they're bringing the, the, the ingredients to the table. No doubt. The meal itself got to be prepared correctly on the football field, and that product has to hit the football field and play at a level that that's, everyone is expecting it to play at. And so, um, so I think it's on both. We also discussed with Emmett Smith, Hall of Famer, of course, whether or not Jerry Jones should be more thought of as the owner of the team or the GM of the team. Jerry Jones is better suited to be an owner of a team or a general manager of a team? At this point, I think he's better suited to be the owner at this point. Um, I mean, it's, it's 
been a number of years, and Jerry is, is is still a wise man. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he should not have some say, but I think Stephen Jones and and the rest of the staff has been developed enough to where they bringing in the right talent. The question is, how come this? How come the meal has not been prepared the right way? Mm. That's the question. It's not about talent. The Cowboys have always had talent over the last 20-some years. That's one reason why everybody, the pressure's on them. But when you see it on the football field, you start to question, really, what are we doing? And, of course, the quarterback is one of those talented players that obviously doesn't always perform at the highest of levels. We asked Emmett Smith about paying Dak long-term. At this point, I probably wouldn't. Um, I think there are other positions on the football field um, that we need to have. We need to create. See, our defense have great chemistry. Offensively, we don't have the chemistry that's required. We're not matching what our defense is doing uh, from a chemistry standpoint and functionality standpoint and aggressiveness. And if you missed any of that, you can go back on the ESPN app and listen to our podcast, the Unsportsmanlike podcast. And now as we get ready for Monday Night Football, Cowboys at the Chargers, 3-2 and two Cowboys, 2-2 two and two Chargers here. He said a lot. He said a lot. He doesn't have the full faith, obviously, in his team. And tonight, if they lose, guys, that is all anyone's going to be talking about tomorrow is a 3-3 three and three mm-hmm. Cowboys team. No doubt about it. And for me, this is all about the Cowboys being able to protect the football, not get penalized, and be able to capitalize on scoring opportunities in the red zone. Now, in a weekend where we saw the fewest red zone touchdowns scored since 2017, we're talking about the Cowboys being one of the worst red zone teams in the National Football League. So they've got their work cut out for them going up against this Chargers defense. And one of the things that this Chargers defense does well is take the football away. Five takeaways over the last two games. So coming off of a bye week, they're going to be juiced up. They're going to be ready to go. It's going to feel like a road game to the Chargers because it's in L.A. and there are more Cowboys fans there than Chargers fans. So, again, Dallas is going to have to be ready to match the energy that the Chargers are going to be bringing to the party. And and coming off of a performance where they fell flat against the 49ers, I can't have any confidence that that's going to happen, Smalls. They need to come out and make a statement here because yeah. that, that – Loss to the 49ers was brutal. They talked so much about it leading up to it, how it was the measuring stick. And then it, we certainly learned a lot about the, st- the measuring stick. Yeah, we did. We learned a lot about the measuring stick. We learned stick. a lot about the measuring stick. But, I, you know, the Chargers are getting Austin Eckler back, Derwin James back. They're coming off their bye. This isn't going to be an easy one for the Cowboys, even though they're 9-1 and one in games following a loss since the start of 2021. But if they come out after that loss to the 49ers and they do not have the appropriate response tonight – we're going to have a whole lot to say tomorrow. Well, it's interesting because the loss of the 49ers, 42-10, looks worse today even than it did a week ago right. because of the fact that the Browns just beat the Niners 19-17. And when you look at the Cowboys' wins, the Giants 40 to nothing, Jets 30-10, to Patriots 38-3. The they Jets, haven't beat anybody. Well, the Jets are clearly the best team of that three. And, yeah. and you're right. That, but that wasn't, that wasn't this version of the Jets. Exactly. No, yeah. no, it was not. Uh, Robert Sala, head coach of the Jets, though, yesterday, after their big win against the Philadelphia Eagles, had this to say, which includes, by the way, some of the quarterbacks that he's talking about here, includes Dak Prescott, which is interesting. Sala, very proud of his team postgame. I thought defense, uh, per the usual, uh, outstanding. Um, you know, through these first six weeks, we've played a gauntlet of quarterbacks. And... Um, I know we haven't gotten all wins, but we've embarrassed all of them. We've embarrassed all of them. That's a the bold gauntlet statement. of quarterbacks. Do we consider Dak Prescott as part of that gauntlet of quarterbacks? Bills, Cowboys, Patriots. 
Patriots do not have a gauntlet at yeah, the quarterback. Yeah, I know about that one. Chiefs, Broncos, I love them, but don't either. And Eagles, the way Jalen Hurts played yesterday, not gauntlet. Did they embarrass a gauntlet of quarterbacks, or is that an overstatement there by Salah? They 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 saw a stretch of games where some good quarterbacks struggled. So, I mean, I, I don't think that they <laughs> – let me not take anything away from what the Jets did. This is not about them. This is about the Dallas Cowboys. And but he included Dak as but, part but, of the gauntlet. But my point is this. It's always been about the Dallas Cowboys. But yeah. when you have Cowboys legends like Emmitt Smith saying at this juncture they wouldn't pay Dak Prescott, that's telling in terms of how you see people that are close to this organization be split on what the long-term future of Dak is. This is one of them ones for Dak where he's got to go out there and silence all of the critics. For all of the people that are saying, you know what? Maybe I wouldn't pay Dak. Maybe we can invest that money in other areas of the team, and we can be similar to what we see the San Francisco 49ers be under Brian Purdy. We can be one of these teams that has a quarterback on a rookie deal or a controllable contract and, and that has a really good supporting cast and ends up competing for championships that way. I, I just it, it, To me, this is the kind of game that you look at Dak and say, after we got embarrassed by the San Francisco 49ers, we need you to go out there and have a career night mm-hmm. and be a reason why we get a road win um, against a team in the L.A. Chargers that could contend for a playoff spot. Be the difference in a positive way in this type of game because the Cowboys need some positive momentum. They need a quality win. I know this is not college football, but they need something to feel good about, something tangible to let them know that they can – they can get close to realizing the expectations that they had on this season. They need a response. They they need to yes. rebound. Can you imagine the way you would feel if you were in that Dallas Cowboys locker room after you did get embarrassed by the 49ers and then you followed that up after a longer week with a loss to the Chargers? Morale will be down. And your former offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore. The Kellen Moore Bowl. We didn't even bring that up yet. That's right. But circling back really quickly to Robert Sala, what the 49ers did to the Cowboys was embarrass them. That is a pretty bold statement for him to say that they've embarrassed quarterbacks. The Jets' defense is good. Have they? Re- I mean, Josh Allen embarrassed himself in that yeah. opener. I don't think the Jets embarrassed him by any stretch of the. Yeah, United Rob, Rob Sala's doing a little too much. He's feeling himself a little too Come much. On. Like, just pump the brakes on that yeah. one, Rob. Sala. You look you're not embarrassing him. But, 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 but here's here's the thing, though, because you're talking about embarrassing people. The Cowboys have embarrassed themselves two of the last three weeks. Because mm. let, let's not forget, there's a loss on the road to the Arizona Cardinals right. baked in there too. That's right. So, I mean, two of the last three times we've seen this team on the field, they have quite literally embarrassed themselves against a team that that has the second-best odds, according to our FPI, of having the number one overall pick, which is the Cardinals. And then they got embarrassed by a team that we all thought was the best in football in the 49ers in a very different fashion. Like, if you're Dallas, you need to make a statement about who you are and what your team is going to be about for the rest of the season. Because guess what? Coming off of your bye, it don't really get easier. You got the L.A. Rams, and then you got the Philadelphia Eagles on the road. This could be a problem for the Cowboys. You could talk about this team spiraling if you're going into your bye week having lost three of your last four games. Totally. And by the way, there's another side of this. Smalls is brought up. At what point do we critique Justin Herbert? and treat him the way that we've treated other star quarterbacks. If they lose tonight and they're 3-3, three and three, we always go to the head coach. Maybe the quarterback has some conversation around him. No, 3-4. Yeah, they'll 3-4. Th- they'll be 3-4, and four, excuse oh, me. Oh, I mean, no, 3-3. Three 3-3. And three. Three and three? Right. Okay, 3-3 three three and three three, after yeah. tonight. Um, so that's another angle to this this evening, of course, on ESPN Monday Night Football. And our Monday Night Football preview is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com for more information. The unsportsmanlike moment of the day <laughs> slash weekend. We got a lot to get into next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Before we hand it off to Greeny at 10 a.m. Eastern, we crown our Unsportsmanlike moment of the day slash weekend. We have a lot of candidates today. Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. All right, let's just get this one out there. Emmett Smith joined us earlier today. Uh, he's a pro football Hall of Famer. You can listen back on the ESPN app in our podcast. To yeah, you might interview. have heard of him. Yeah, and um, he went for the fist bump. I went for the handshake as he exited the, uh, the studio, and it was very awkward. Go ahead. I don't understand why you didn't stand up to shake his hand after we were just standing to take a group photo with Emmett Smith. And then after the awkward dap slash handshake, you kept your fist clenched. For a long Why? Time. You look like you were about to swing on somebody as tight as that fist was clenched. I don't understand it. Nobody did would you, feel it, I did promise you. Did, you. did you realize in that moment that you screwed up? Did you realize in that moment that you made it awkward? I think, I think that's what it was. With the all-time leading like, rusher? Yeah, I think it's exactly it like, what So it was like a, like a fist pump? Is that what you were doing? Like afterwards, like... Great job, even though it wasn't. It was more of like a, a fist pump. It and was then a I fist was like pump. giving myself like the Kobe, like, okay, fist pump, like, okay. great job, great dummy. job, okay. like to myself. Okay. Yeah. I could feel the cringe exuding from your clenched fist after the botched interaction. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. It's not great. Okay. It's so not great. It's not great. That's a nominee. It's right? not great. But you got, you know what? We had a lot of things happen in sports this weekend. So let's see if I win. Where we can gloss over that's all, the of, the all of your gaffes th- today. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Uh, Nick Saban, head coach, Alabama. They beat Arkansas this weekend. Interesting comparisons he had in his uh, press conferences. You know, when a quarterback can take a, a, a major college football player and sling him off like a gnat on a fly's ass, I mean. <laughs> A fly on a, a gnat on a cow's ass. I mean, I, that 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 was one of the most impressive plays I've ever seen a player make. 
What a comparison. <laughs> Wait, a gnat on a fly's ass and then a fly <laughs> on a cow's ass? I don't know. Who's, I don't know who's took us what, what is on there. It took us. It took us. It took us. It took us a long time to get that handshake done, I think is what it, happened it there. It took him a long time to figure out the way to go with that analogy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, next. Next That's candidate funny, for though. unsportsmanlike moment of the day slash weekend. Kirk Cousins, quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. They beat the Chicago Bears. Maybe he has a reason as to why they're winning a game now. Garrett Bradbury in the locker room pregame uh, took a clip from the from the Texas Rangers and made sure that Creed got played before we went out in the field, and I felt like that that may have made the difference. So we got that going for us. What made you decide to play Creed? You know that the Rangers have been playing Creed, and they're rolling the playoffs. And uh, uh, you know we've been listening to it in the lifts a little bit here and there, but music's banging on the on the on the boombox most uh, pregames and. Uh, in the locker room, we thought we'd maybe mix it up, mix up the genre a little bit, get some Creed in there. Okay, so um, Creed is now the rallying cry for not only the Texas Rangers, who are up one nothing in the ALCS over the Astros with their win last night, all the games heard on ESPN Radio through the World Series. Um, now, the Vikings are crediting Creed. Should we be playing Creed before every show? No, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> and, and here's the thing, those two teams are not the same. One team has a chance to compete for a championship, Another team doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell at winning a title. But both had the same result because of Creed. In the same. weirdest I mean, of notes. I mean, I mean the, they won a game against the Bears. <laughs> That's like me going into a kindergarten class and being proud that I'm the tallest person in the room. Like, it's just, like, what, what, like what, what, are we, what are we talking about? Like, they're awful. The Vikings are an awful football team. It's just that the Bears are worse. Uh, weird I'm note. not going to credit them because so no, they don't have as much ineptitude as Chicago does. So no love for the ju- the positive juju surrounding Creed lately? No, okay. no. Well, I ain't say- I'm not saying that because, I mean, the Texas Rangers, they're doing their thing. And they had a big win last night in the LCS. Shout out to the Texas Rangers because they, they beat my team's mortal enemy, the Houston Astros. So I'm never going to be mad at that. But... Yeah, don't don't take a. You're not taking a page out of the Texas Rangers playbook because y'all are terrible and y'all are going nowhere. So weird note about Creed. Oh, when I was covering the University of Miami football team, I'm standing on the sidelines, ready for the game to end to go into the locker room post game. I look to my left and Scott Stapp, the lead singer of Creed, is standing next to me on the Kane sidelines. You recognize what he looked like? Yeah, you wouldn't recognize the lead singer. I would not. Of Creed? You, I would you not. Could put a lineup in front of me, and I could not. Hundred percent, you would. If you saw not, not, not to save my life. And Couldn't a leather do jacket it. or something. Couldn't do it. Oh, I think you could. All right, next next no candidate. Tyrod Taylor, Brian Dayball combo package. End of the first half last night. Giants, Bills. CC, take it away. It's not a combo package. <laughs> I mean, Tyrod Taylor clearly checks to the option on the play, and really it shouldn't have been an option because it was a run play to Saquon Barkley. In that situation with no timeouts, you can't get stopped short. So why run the football? You wouldn't. So if you're Brian Dayball, why would you send in a play where your quarterback has the option to check to a run? It just doesn't make sense. Emmitt Smith said the same thing before he came on our show during a break. He said, yeah, that's not on the quarterback. That's on the head coach. You don't send that play in. Not under those circumstances. Now, Tyrod being a veteran, being a guy in his early 30s, he should know better under the circumstances. But sometimes you get wrapped up. You get lost in the sauce in the game. That can't happen from your quarterback. More importantly, it can't happen with your head coach and your offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka. So them, they're the ones that deserve all the smoke. Even though Debo gave Tyrod an earful on the sideline, he should have been yelling at himself or yelling at his offensive coordinator because it shouldn't have been on the board in the first place. All right, next one. Um, Jets, end of game, critique they scored too quickly. Ended up that they won 
unsportsmanlike moment, the critique? Or the- a, little, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, Brees Hall, there's a reason why they're letting you in the end zone. How about you don't jaw and, and, and mouth off to the Philadelphia Eagles guys in that moment? They were trying to get the ball back. It was still a one-possession game. They were only down six. Jalen Hurts could have put together a drive and had a touchdown on that last drive. It didn't happen because of how well your defense played. But if you're being savvy, if you want to be aware, if you want to take it to a different level as a young player, recognize that in that moment, stop short of the goal line, give your team an opportunity to take some knees, make the Eagles burn their timeouts, and then if you're forced to kick the go-ahead field goal and then get the ball back to To me, that was next level. The fact that he didn't recognize that and he was celebrating and mouthing off to the Eagles guys after they let him score – a little bit unsportsmanlike, Smalls. All right, all right. All right, now another one. Tyreek Hill scores a touchdown, grabs a camera from a photographer, flips with the camera in his hand, and videos himself, which was amazing pre-set up beforehand. We also had a situation where Johnny Hecker, the punter in that game against the Dolphins, had a, a was going at a player, and we saw a flop on the sidelines with the Dolphins player. In addition, one more unsportsmanlike candidate of the weekend slash moment of the weekend, Arthur Smith, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, their loss yesterday to Washington, <laughs> had a terrible moment where he had the the leaning back double chin scenario and um, me imitating it <laughs> during the course of the show today. We have a lot of candidates. The official answer for the most unsportsmanlike moment of the day slash weekend is what? Brian Dable, Tyrod Taylor. What? It's Evan botching the handshake with Emmett Smith. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's bad. That's bad. How could you go Tyrod Taylor over me doing what I did? How terrible was, I was. That was, ba- that this, was bad what Tyrod Taylor did. But I mean, this yeah, that, is worse. That, that is bad. I, 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 yeah, you know he, what? Tyrod at least had pressure in the situation. Correct. There was no pressure Evan with Evan. Evan was in control. The interview the was already over. He came through. We had a good time in this segment. We took a picture. And for Evan to mess up the handshake on the way out of the door. Everything was going great. He stayed afterwards. We were chatting. As CC mentioned, he took the photo with us. And then you are the last line of defense mm-hmm. representing our show. And what do you do? You botch the handshake. It's very Josh Harris of you. You know, minus the football team and the billions of dollars. Very, and, very, and the basketball team yeah, and the hockey and team. And the hockey team. It's my, minus all of the sports franchises in the billions. Very Josh Harris of you. Have that in I mean, sorry, Harris, I'm just a Joe true professional trying to shake a hand. Emmett Smith trying to go. He, you know what? He probably said. Hey, a true you, professional would have remained standing and shook his hand rather than sit back down. He probably knew I was a quarterback. He's like, I could dap up a former football player as well. We're on to Tuesday. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.